Coming up, making the world a better place. The Jewish people have been doing it for centuries. Are you in? Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights that will make home life better. And this week I'm speaking with Rabbi Ken Spiro, a senior lecturer and researcher for Asia Torah's Discovery Seminars. He's also the author of World Perfect, The Jewish Impact on Civilization and Crash Course in Jewish History. I'm on location at the home of Rabbi Spiro's family and we're discussing the Jewish people and social responsibility. And you can check out this topic and many other important topics on Rabbi Spiro's website, which is kenspiro.com, K-E-N-S-P-I-R-O.com. Welcome back, Rabbi Ken Spiro, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you. Let's talk about Jews and social responsibility. It's sort of a subtopic of a larger lecture you give, but such an important thing, I really wanted to delve into it. The, The Jewish tradition is social responsibility, right? It's it's a nice idea, right? Or is it part of Jewish law? No, it's actually part of Jewish law. Nice yeah. ideas don't get much mileage in human history. Um, <laughs> that's one of the true. big comments I make on why you need halakha, Jewish law, because mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of behavioral modification that a person sort of and mm-hmm. uh, ends up changing their internal, their their worldview by what they do actively, even if they don't feel like doing it. Right, so we, ma- we mandate social We mandate uh, it. Actually, a great example is that it's an obligation to give 10% of your income to charity, mm-hmm. uh, whether you like it or not. By the way, I once heard someone uh, speaking to Dennis Prager, who's a big talk radio guy, saying, I'd much rather give 3% of my income from my heart than 10% because I have to. And he shot back, ask the poor person what he'd rather have, the 3% mm-hmm. from your heart or the 10% Ooh, because you have to. Good one, good but, one. Uh, but it really is a part of, of Jewish worldview. There are many of the commandments dealing with social responsibility about especially dealing with a poor and oppressed and widows and orphans and strangers. And what people don't appreciate is the first animal rights legislation, the first environmental law in the world appears in Jewish law. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole sweeping vision of taking responsibility for the world actively, not just saying nice things and feeling warm and fuzzy but you got to actually do stuff. Okay, but but why must it be mandated? Why is it why is it not just passed down among families? Cuz again, we see that uh talk is cheap. When okay. you don't it's just it's just human nature. You can see that Christianity, for instance, espouses many principles of Judaism, mm-hmm. yet throughout history the Christian world has been the most violent world and the least caring, not because that's a problem with Christianity, but Christianity gutted the religion of any of, of the commandments. It's mm-hmm. a religion of faith, not of, of action or of, of commandments. So it's just, it's not a fault of Christianity, but it's a byproduct of any faith-based system that doesn't actually break it down into practical right. application. Right. You know, there's also there's many movements today, not necessarily religious movements. In fact, non-religious movements that say that when it comes to social responsibility, just be a good person, right? I'm a good person. I can be my own moral compass. I can set my own code of of ethics as long as we're not hurting anyone, right? That's a something we hear a lot. But tell me what you think about the whole good person thing and us setting our own morals. It doesn't standard. work. You know, for instance, be a good person. What is good? What's the definition of good? And I'm not hurting someone. What about if the guy's a murderer? 
Are you allowed to hurt him, to stop him from hurting other people? Oh, so you have to qualify things, which is why all cultures have legal codes. Mm -hmm. Even the most primitive cultures have standards of what's correct or incorrect. You can't just, American laws and just don't hurt anyone. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I, I look, you know, I don't have to stop at a red light if I'm a careful driver. There's mm -hmm. certain principles in human nature that you have to have. And we see, you know, Lord Bolingbroke said, history is philosophy with example. He's a British Lord from the 18th century. And we see that human nature throughout history when you just throw out nice, fuzzy, warm thoughts and don't turn them into practical application of ideas, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. It just doesn't work throughout history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, tell us about tikkun olam, the concept of fixing the world. By the way, for Jews, yeah. this is something I speak on a lot. Mm -hmm. When they did the last Pew Research study of Jewish values and attitudes, an associative survey, when they asked, they said the word Jew to Jews, the first thing that popped into their mind, I think for about 57% of Jews, was commitment to social justice. Wow. That is the religion, Whoa. the religion mm -hmm. I say, and parenthetically, mm -hmm. the religion of non uh, religious Jews is social responsibility and right. social justice. Right. By the way, religious observance came in at 17%. Interesting, interesting. And that's also a problem. But, the, well, Judaism has this idea of fixing the world, and it's a fundamental concept in Judaism. Uh, it doesn't, it has to, again, be defined by Jewish law. Otherwise, you have Jews running around getting involved in every cause in the world. Mm -hmm. If you take any cause to make the world a better place in the last 100 to 150 years, animal rights, feminism, socialism, communism, child labor laws, black civil rights, you name it, I'll show you. If it isn't founded by a Jew, right. we're just 0.2% of the world's population. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. overwhelmingly uh, mm -hmm. disproportionately run by Jews because nothing gets Jews more excited than fixing the world. It's in their spiritual mm -hmm. DNA. Mm -hmm. But when it's not connected to the Torah software, the direction that God gives us of how we're supposed to do tikkun olam, fix the world, mm -hmm. we, we often get Jews getting into every ism except Judaism and often getting involved into isms that are antithetical to Judaism. So it's a nice idea in theory, but in practice, it needs to be defined and directed, especially with Jews. Okay, so give us a cause that is in line with traditional Judaism, Torah Judaism, that a person could get behind and and not be the sort of cause that one runs after just because one wants to fix the world on one's own terms. I don't think on it's Torah's terms. You know, even like animal rights is a good one. Okay. We, the first animal rights legislation appears in Judaism, but when it doesn't, it's not cased in Torah values, uh, you get people, I have all members of my family who believe that human beings have no more intrinsic rights than animals, that a rat is no more valuable than a human being. Judaism would call that idea very warped. Mm. So while you have to have sensitivity to animals mm -hmm. and you're allowed to eat meat, let's say in Judaism, there's mm -hmm. still laws of how you treat an animal that you're going right. to eat for dinner. Absolutely. So there's not, there's not, I mean, there's certain isms like communism and socialism, which are totally antithetical to Judaism. I would say the vast majority of causes in the world actually are very Jewish in their origins, but mm -hmm. again, need to be wrapped around the Jewish law to set limits on them and priorities. Okay, so let's talk about this, um, in Hebrew it's called a gamach, right? Do you think that gamachim are a kind of, and of course please explain it what uh, to, to our listeners what that is, but do you think that gamachim are a kind of grassroots, grassroots mission of social responsibility? Uh, yeah, well, gamach is just setting up some sort of free loan organization, whether it's money, or mm -hmm. I know a guy who runs, a woman who runs a gamach to give out dresses for brides. Mm -hmm. She has thousands of them in her house because these things cost a lot of money and you wear them once. So it, gamach is a great example. Giving tzedakah, charity. There's a lot of ways. Judaism also, even in, in doing charity, gives a whole hierarchy of the best ways to do it. Handing money to a beggar in the street is a form of charity, mm -hmm. but it's nothing like giving a person a job. Right. Okay. And what, is, what does gamach mean? That's a, I think it's a Roshi Tevot. It's a brief 
abbreviation for something. Gemilt Hasadim is acts of kindness. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, so in practical terms, how can we convey the importance of social responsibility to our young people, to, to kids, for example, little kids? Again, I think in Western society, uh, this is a very big idea mm -hmm. of taking responsibility, of changing the world, making a difference. Mm -hmm. I think that Jews have it naturally in their spiritual DNA so again, this, as I think the way to do it is to just explain to, ch to children, it goes back to the Jewish pride point, that this whole idea of, of taking care of the world comes from us. And God knows the world needs, you know, we need a lot, there's a lot of problems in the world that need fixing. Mm -hmm. So there's no end to the amount of, of right. uh, good you can do. But because we're all limited in our time and our resources, we have to carefully think about where the, who really needs help. And by the way, Jewish law prioritizes. Like if your stranger needs lunch and your brother, you got to give it to your brother first. Mm -hmm. You know, the Jews are accused of being cheap, for instance, but Jews are the most giving people in the world, the percentage-wise charity of their time and their money. Mm -hmm. Yet the vast majority, I'm talking 90% plus of Jewish giving goes to non-Jewish causes. And while we don't have to make it 50-50 necessarily, we need to recognize that Jews for Judaism make really good people for the human race. And we have to invest in, in Jewish education, which is, by the way, prohibitively expensive, yes. and Jewish values, mm -hmm. because that's the best payback you get. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, wow. Thank you so much for expanding on the point that you discuss in so many times in your lectures about Jews and social responsibility. Rabbi Ken Spiro, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. And that'll do it for us today at, at Home in Jerusalem. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.